Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Money FM 89.3. It is now time for Sports Minutes. I'm Elliot Danga together with Ziaul Raushan. The topic for today is how much is too much? What's inspired this? Well, what has inspired this? The headline would be Liverpool fans and the misery they continue to go through. But I think the wider thing we want to talk about is what is your threshold for disappointment or being upset about things? Well, I when you when you said that or as you said that, I was thinking about I'm a United fan. It's been 10 years. I should know better. Then I realised Liverpool fans would know even better because they had 30 years. Exactly. <laughs> we talk about 10 years but we've got Ten Hag now to solve that issue. We hope. For, we hope. Exactly. The signs are good but yeah, to your point, 30 years of difficult times for Liverpool and then Jurgen Klopp came along and sort of flipped the script but here we are now seven years into his tenure wondering is it Groundhog Day really? So there was this very interesting piece which I sent to you Uh, someone actually posted this on his Instagram account one league title in 30 years it was during a lockdown with eight subs a three month mid-season holiday and water breaks as well doesn't that make Liverpool the most overrated club in modern football this is a team with players that are world class but they're lingering in what 8th position in the league I think so 8th position it is but just to be a bit fair in this argument I don't think we can take away what they've done in the recent past under Jurgen Klopp right? purely based on how much they're struggling now because Mm. when Jurgen Klopp came into Liverpool they were in a similar sort of situation at the very low point, right? Yeah. And then yeah. he came and galvanised that whole thing. And we've talked about it in terms of man management and how he's a master at man management. And I don't want to do disservice to Liverpool fans who are already going through a lot. And this is a shout out to the other halves of Liverpool fans. If your other half supports Liverpool, be nice to them at this point because it is a difficult period. But the point I was making is I think they were on their perch. But at some point, complacency seems to have crept in, not for the manager, but for the management of the club in terms of owners, in terms of rejuvenation, in terms of creating new blood in a team that was already at its peak because I think it's easier to make yourself better from a position of power than now as Liverpool will be playing catch-up with the rest of the league. So back to that previous point about being nice to your other half if they are Liverpool fans. I mean, uh, as as football fans, when we get disappointed, the next day, it's like the whole day is ruined. We have a black face, your wife has to deal with it, your colleagues even have to deal with it. I mean, and, and to the point, how much is too much? I mean, why do we get so emotional? <laughs> I think there's a fair sense of tribalism involved, right? Like yesterday, I had this conversation with my wife and she's oh, like, okay. actually, why you get so upset when people say bad stuff about Manchester United? I, I've, I've broken friendships because of that. And, and, and then she went on to argue, I mean, I'm allowed my opinion, you're allowed your opinion. Yeah, and I yeah. understand that. I, I respect that. And nobody has to love a certain thing the way I do, for example, Manchester United. But I think there is tribalism involved when you support a cause, support a club, right? So that's why, to your point, you are quite kind to say one day is ruined. For me, more often than not, in the past 10 years as a Manchester United fan, my whole week is ruined when my club it's not about losing, it's how they lose, right? And thankfully, I've paid my dues, I think, over the 10 years because I've been having quite good weeks over the past six months or so. Yeah, so the wives are now going and, and I know it's a stereotype to say the wives. I, I know some ladies who are very passionate football fans are going like, yeah, what is this nonsense? They're probably telling their husband, you see, all you men are, you know, a little bit of football. It's just a game. You're not even getting 
paid. <laughs> yeah, I think that's an argument I've had leveled at me various different times, right? Like, you're not getting paid. Why are you so invested? In fact, you are paying, if anything, in terms of subscriptions, yeah. in terms of jerseys, and then once finances is involved, the the woman in our lives oh. thinks they, they have a bit more gumption. Exactly, yeah. they think yeah. it's fair game. Yeah. But, but I can't explain it. I think that tribalism, that 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 love we feel for a certain cause and I'm not just talking about football there are various different causes that people feel strongly for and unfortunately for men or fortunately for yeah, men yeah. one of it or top of the list tends to be a football club yeah uh, so I mean so I mean where, where where do you draw the line I mean when when is it enough you know especially right now for fans and we had this discussion last week okay if I'm fed up with the club maybe I should go support another club if we normalize such things, wouldn't that make life a, okay? There's no loyalty, but wouldn't that make life a little bit more pleasant? It certainly would. It certainly would. But it would then, to my opinion, dilute the 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 highs we feel ah, if you're just jumping enough. ship that way, yeah. right? There's there's some. I thought about this when we mentioned we want to talk about this. I feel like when you go through a rough patch and then you taste the sweet honey of success to be poetic. There's, it's almost sweeter that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, that's and true. That's you have true. to go through a bit of rain to enjoy the rainbow, right? I'm being very poetic today, I think. Mm. Uh, let's see how, I mean, I think it's the Liverpool effect that's having on you. So, for the football club then, you know, now we're looking at Jurgen Klopp, seven years, he's he's had success. European Cup, uh, I believe he's won the FA Cup as well as the Premier League, which is quite important. As a board, you go, okay, the relationship has run its course. You've, you've taken us as far as you can. How do we go to the next phase? It's the same thing as the Mourinho effect, right? Yeah, certainly is. For Jurgen Klopp especially, he has this seven-year curse almost at all his clubs. Set, Mainz, yeah, Dortmund, yeah. and now Liverpool's seventh year. With Liverpool, I think, with Jurgen Klopp, considering he's won everything there is to win, we talk about the Premier League, we talk about mm. the Champions League, the FA Cup, the League Cup, the Club World Cup. He's won basically every competition oh, yeah. he's ever participated with mm. Liverpool. Mm-hmm. That's given him massive credit in the bank. And all those years ago when Arsene Wenger came to Arsenal, he bought into the whole Arsenal philosophy and yes. he became synonymous with the club. I think Jurgen Klopp has bought into the whole Scouse philosophy as well yeah. and therefore yeah. he's entrenched himself in the club. I mean, Rafa Benitez won the European League with Liverpool as well but he never really bought into the club the way Jurgen Klopp has bought and I think that's given him plenty of credit in the bank having said that football tends to be a results oriented business and with Liverpool's ownership in question there's reports of them wanting to sell the club suddenly the club have gone back and say we're not putting the whole club up for Mm. sale Mm -mm -mm. we're putting shares of it up for sale I do fear for Jurgen Klopp because if he wants to rejuvenate the team he's going to need money is that money going to come that's the only way because if they don't spend money, then they're going to lag behind and the other clubs are catching up. Football is a very cyclical thing yeah, where you yeah. are not at the top forever. Yeah. So with Jurgen Klopp, this is probably the biggest challenge. But I think one thing that's helping Jurgen Klopp in this situation is the fact that there isn't a ready-made replacement in the market just yet. Correct. So everyone thought it would be Steven Gerrard, but uh, his failures in the Premier League were, well, everyone saw that. Uh, perhaps uh, there'll be more cartoon memes of Jurgen Klopp uh, busking in order to raise money for Jude Bellingham. <laughs> but if you were Jurgen Klopp, I mean, I'm just trying to put myself in his shoes, right? Okay, I've taken this club as far as I go. Uh, we've won all of this, and now this is the situation with the club. It's just like playing FIFA. You play the seven seasons in, and you're like, Okay, what else can I do with this? Uh, restart. 
there potentially is a Real Madrid job when Carlo Ancelotti leaves. Yeah, the Carlo Ancelotti has been linked to the Brazil job, so there might yeah. be a vacancy. And we go back to the argument we go on about, yes, we are fervent football fans, but ultimately it's a job. Even with the Jurgen Klopp situation, yeah. if Real Madrid come calling, would he go? He'd be, he would consider it, I'm sure. sure. And also, right now, does he wait for the board to sack him because then there's a handsome payoff? Or does he tender his resignation? I'm sure it's much more complicated than me and you tendering course, our resignation. But it would be a financially driven decision, I feel. And ultimately, that's what they need to weigh out. I do think Jurgen Klopp has at least enough credit in the bank to have one more year, one more chance at it. Because after last night's results, Liverpool's season is basically over. They, Unless there's a miracle in the second leg, Liverpool are facing the exit in the Champions League. They're out of both domestic cubs. Mm. And we talked about their league form already. So what then next season? Is that a full season of Consolidation, and we talk about this fatigue factor, right? Yeah. Last season, this Liverpool team challenged on all four fronts, yeah, and now yeah. they are where they are. And I think that's what makes this ebb they're at so stark because they were so high, and now suddenly it's all come crushing down. It makes you wonder, right? Like, you can be in a company and you've got a boss who has set everything up the early years taken it as far as it can go and it's time for a change. It's time for a rejuvenation. Maybe that's why they have these things called restructuring, right? I mean, we're not CEOs, so we can only guess what goes on in their heads. And it makes you wonder, it's not necessarily a bad thing that it's like uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Yeah, you, you give us a feel-good factor and it's now time for you to go. Exactly. Someone else has got to come in. Yeah, so going back to the title of our podcast, right? How much is yeah. enough? It also reaches a stage where you find a comfort zone and more often than not, you can read this up online, comfort zones are not good places to be in because you're not performing at your absolute peaks. Things become too familiar and familiarity then breeds complacency, Complacency. which seemingly is what has happened with the Liverpool management. Mm. Oh gosh, Uh, and how much is too much when, uh, you know, if you're... you got to get used to, I hate to say this, you got to get used to disappointing results after a while and stop showing that blackface to your wife. I'm not sure whether those <laughs> black faces will stop because, again, I go back to the fact that you're not going to... You 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 commit to a club when you're yeah. 10 years old, perhaps, yeah, and then you yeah. stick through it. So I think those black faces are here to stay. Such is marriage. As I've mentioned before, a good friend of mine got married uh, on the day Manchester United beat Arsenal 8-2 and he's an Arsenal fan. Uh, but uh, he even named his son Lucas oh, after wow. Podolski. Um, what should Jurgen Klopp do from here? Possibly go beg the board for some money. Somehow they need to get some money involved because, yes, They're, we can talk about the yeah. wider picture of where this money comes from and is football about more than money. But I think you need money to compete, especially when the expectations for a club like Liverpool are as high as they are. Yeah, and they yeah. look at their peers, not just in England, but across Europe, being able to splash cash. They need to think about how they are going to rejuvenate, what they are going to do. And I stand by it. I think this is the biggest test of Jürgen Klopp's managerial career. When Liverpool were at their perch, when Mm. I try and make this point to various different Liverpool Mm -hmm, fans, mm -hmm. more often than not, they wouldn't take me very seriously. But I do think... Even when Jürgen Klopp tasted success early, and I rate Jürgen Klopp very highly as a Mm. man manager, but those comparisons to Sir Alex were clearly premature because what Sir Alex did, granted in a very different time, was able to come in day in, day out and not let complacency seep in. And I think that's the biggest message we can take from this. I, I think when it comes to this topic of how much is too much, the counter question has to be, 
have you set expectations? You know, be it in the football sense or be it even in the office, in the work sense, you join a startup, for for example, and you're with a company and five years later, you're getting a bit frustrated because you've learned so much and you will learn a lot. And say, yeah, my boss needs to step aside and someone else needs to take us to the next level. Someone needs to come down and, and, and manage that expectation. And I think in, in football, right, there isn't enough of this where a manager or someone in a position is able to manage that expectation because we want success fast. Yeah, exactly. I think you need an objective overview of yeah. what's going on and fresh ideas more often than not will excite everyone around. Passion right? and business exactly. doesn't always mix, right? Exactly. Yeah. So that's yeah. why, to your point, possibly they need someone in a macro position to make these decisions and then the team and the manager can execute that vision yeah. rather than everything being heaped on one man who's yeah. Jürgen Klopp. And I think that's the difference in eras that Jürgen Klopp and Sir Alex Ferguson find themselves in because during Sir Alex's pomp, it was very much a one man machine yeah, Manchester yeah, United yeah. and we've seen Manchester United struggle to replace that one man even yeah. in companies that we may work for sure. one boss may take on way too much yeah. but the art of delegation cannot be overstated here yeah. because you want experts in certain fields to be doing expert things in matters they are privy to so sure. similarly I think that sort of uh, infrastructure ecosystem is needed for Liverpool to come back up. Ooh, so if uh, Manchester United lose to Newcastle this weekend, how long will your blackface be for? Wow, I, uh, for my wife's sake, I hope not too long. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.